Welcome, everyone, to Check the Net, Impact 89FM's own college basketball podcast. I'm your host, Colin Pierce, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Kylie and Derek, who are making me laugh right now. How are you guys doing? I'm pretty good. Doing great, doing great. That was just a fantastic way to start it, but... You guys would kill me. Uh, anyways, so last episode, we started our conference previews with the SEC, Sunbelt, uh, CAA, Ivy League, Summit League, Southland, Big South, and ACC conferences. This week, we're going to jump right in. We're talking about our final eight conferences for our conference previews. Uh, let's get into it. We're going to start with the American. And so I want to give a little preface on the American because it's a very different American conference from what we've seen in the past, particularly uh, because of conference realignment. Um, There are three teams that left, six that are joining, which is just crazy. Um, The three that left were Cincinnati, UCF, and the number one seed last year, Houston, which is a very big leave. Um, We'll talk about the Big 12 later on in Houston. From Conference USA, the American kind of rated Conference USA, grabbed Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, North Texas, Rice, UAB, and UTSA. So the American, we're looking at a very different conference this year. Um, what are you guys' teams to watch on the women's side this year? Because it's a very, very different field. Yeah, um, I guess from kind of that perspective, I don't think that a lot the new teams coming in are going to bring much to the table, at least not for this year on the women's side especially. Um, so I'm watching South Florida. Even though they didn't um, win the tournament last year, they still had a very convincing record compared to I think anyone else. Twenty-seven and seven. I think that's um, I think it was a five-win margin. Again, like the next person below them. However, I just think that knowing they still made it to the tournament, they were the eight seed in the tournament. Yep. So I think um, having a pretty good seed, honestly, they'll be able to make it back again next year. And I just think mm-hmm. that none of the new teams are going to come and contest that. I agree as well. I also chose South Florida because of that very, very convincing record. They have 15, they're have they 15-1 and one in conference play, which is really, really good. And them being number eight in the uh, tournament last year is just a really good seeding. I don't think any other team could actually compete with that because of the margins in the um, tournaments as well. So I'm rocking with South Florida. See, the one team I can see beating them, and I picked this team um, part in part to just be different, um, but in part because I saw what they did in the – American Conference Tournament last year, taking down South Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, it's East Carolina. They were 23-10 and 10 last year. You know, they won their tournament last year. They made the um, made the tournament as a 13 seed. Um, South Florida got the automatic, or didn't get an automatic bid. They just got a at-large bid at the 8 seed. But I really like the look of East Carolina last year. Um, I think as long as they keep up the momentum they had, I think they can take it next year. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. That's very fair. Um, on the men's side, we had a very unique um, thing. So <laughs> if you've been listening for the last few episodes, we like to talk about the teams that made the tournament last year. Um, and on the men's side, we had one team that's staying in the American that made the tournament last year, one team that's joining the American that made the tournament last year, and one team who left the American that was in the tournament last year. <laughs> uh, the team that was that left was Houston. They were the one seed. Um, the team that's staying is Memphis. They were an eight seed. Um, they've pretty much been stuck behind Houston for quite a while now. Mm-hmm. And so they were really hoping for it to be their year now that Houston's leaving. Mm-hmm. Um, and another team has stepped up to challenge them, and that's Florida Atlantic, mm-hmm. the Final Four team from last year, Yes, um, who is joining this conference. <laughs> and so I think we're really going to see a battle there. Mm-hmm. Um, we also are seeing the NIT champion joining the NIT runner-up. Um, just... 
a bunch of good basketball teams joining this conference. What are you guys' thoughts here on who could take it? Because I I see a lot of ways this could go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of difference, especially with the new teams coming in. Um, I think FAU is going to take it, honestly. Um, okay. They retained almost every single person from their team last year, from that Final Four team. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's any reason why they couldn't go mm-hmm. again and couldn't dominate this conference, to be honest. I mean, Memphis, I think, is really, at the moment, their biggest competition and really might be kind of the only thing standing in their way from going back to the Final Four again. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, but I'm going to have to go with Memphis just because mm-hmm. they're a really, really solid team and they're going to take that momentum from last year and making the tournament as well, even though you guys are going to do the same thing. But I just think it's their year. Houston's finally out of the way, and it's their time to win and their time to shine. I don't think FAU's going to get in the way of that. They're going to compete, of course, but they're not going to get in the way of that. I'm rocking with Memphis. Yeah, and I know this conference is a little bit trickier to talk about, especially considering like we haven't seen some of these teams play each other ever. Mm-hmm. Like Florida Atlantic and Memphis – that's not a matchup we see every year. That's not a matchup we've ever seen. Yep. And so to have that matchup this year, I think, first of all, I think that should be a televised matchup and that will be oh, a phenomenal sure. game. 100%. Um, but second of all, I really just think like Florida Atlantic is going to take it because mm-hmm. Florida Atlantic has more familiarity with the better teams coming into this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, what's It's kind of shaping up to be is that We've seen North Texas, the UAB champs, or the NIT champs, UAB, the NIT runner-up. Those were both in Conference USA and moving with Florida Atlantic. Like, huge, big basketball schools. I think we're going to see Florida Atlantic feel more comfortable in the American just Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. the better basketball schools are sticking with them. Um, And I think Memphis is going to have a rude awakening when they meet up with some of these teams for the first time, Mm. having never played them before. Yeah, I think a lot of these new teams add a lot to the men's side, yes. 100%. I mean, you have some really good basketball coming in. I think it's going to be fun to watch this conference continue to grow from like mm-hmm. ye- for the next few years. Yeah, this could be one of the next big basketball conferences, mm-hmm. I think, 100%. based on how these teams have been playing lately. Yeah. Yes. Um, let's move on, though, to the conference that they all left. That would be Conference <laughs> USA, who also added some big teams, um, Jacksonville State, Liberty, New Mexico State, and Sam Houston. Jacksonville State, New Mexico State, and Sam Houston have been struggling on the basketball side since who knows when. They've Mm -hmm. been rough teams on basketball. Liberty has not. They've been good, generally speaking. Um, They've made a few tournaments recently. Uh, But let's talk women's side because there's a team in Conference USA that didn't leave and that has had a lot of good basketball success lately. And that'd be Middle Tennessee. Um, they made the tournament last year on the women's side. They were an 11 seed. Um, they actually ended the season as the AP number 25, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which so everyone thought the 11 seed was way too low for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fairly reasonably because they should have been a top seed. You know, they mm-hmm. were just a very good team. And I know that's my pick um, because they were so dominant in Conference USA. Mm-hmm. Um, their only real challenger last year was Rice, and Rice is leaving. So yeah, I just yeah. don't see, I don't see it changing. No, what about you guys, I think they're just going to continue to dominate the conference. I mean, twenty mm-hmm. and five—that's a really freaking good record. Yeah, honestly. So, I mean, if they dominated with all of these teams that were already there, they're going to continue to dominate even without them. Because I don't think, again, I don't think any of these new teams 
are going to be bringing in anything. 100%. The best team is leaving with Rice, their best challenger, and they still have this dominant record, so they're just going to continue to dominate. There's no way you should pick another team. That's fair. Uh, what about on the men's side? So men's side is really interesting because men's side only had one tournament bid last year, and that was Florida Atlantic, who mm-hmm. was gone, which means the men's side is going to have a new representative no matter what. Mm-hmm. There's no mm-hmm. teams coming in that have tournament experience from last year. There's no teams. I mean, there's just nothing left there. So mm-hmm. what are you guys' thoughts there? Yeah, I'm going to have to, again, Middle Tennessee on the men's side also. Mm-hmm. Um, out of anyone left, they have the best record. And I don't I don't know how good these other teams are going to do coming into a whole new conference because it's yeah. a different pace, different like style of play from, you know, it's always just there's that learning curve coming mm-hmm. into anything mm-hmm. new. So I think if anyone's going to be successful, it's going to be a team that's already in the conference this year. Yeah. And Middle Tennessee is already there and has the best record out of everyone by far. I completely agree. I think Middle Tennessee is just going to take it because of that familiarity they have with the group already. They know the teams that they play, and these other teams are going to have a learning curve, like you said, when they come in there, and it's just not going to be an immediate competition, in my opinion. So Middle Tennessee takes it. I I really see I see where you're coming from there, um, but I see two challengers kind of coming up too, um, that being Liberty and Sam Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Liberty would be my pick because they were 24-9. They were the A-Sun regular season champs last year. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't make the tournament, but you know they they had a rough conference um, conference championship. So I think Liberty has the chance to take it, and if there's anyone out of those four teams that could take it, I'm gonna take Liberty. Yeah, okay. no, that's um, fair. Definitely yeah, fair. I like Middle Tennessee, but with so many teams leaving and them not being at the top mm-hmm. of hmm. Conference USA before, I can see Liberty having the opening to okay. just hop right in. Yeah. It's definitely a fair take. Um, yeah. Let's talk uh, MIAC. So the MIAC is fairly small conference. Um, last year on the women's side was Norfolk State making the tournament as a 16 seed. Um, what are you guys' thoughts here? I think this one feels like a very... Yeah, easy choice, yeah. honestly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and it, it's, Nor- it's Norfolk State. I <laughs> 100%. mean, no dispute, 25 and 7. I mean, I just don't think... Any other team is going to be able to compete yeah. from the looks of it. No one else had a record like, within a good amount to them. 25 and 7 is a good record. It you is. Know? Yeah. But Absolutely. if you look at second place, second was Howard, and they had a 16 and 14 record. <laughs> yeah. So like, Big difference. There's yeah. a huge, huge discrepancy there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Howard was the only one in the conference other than Norfolk State with a winning record for the season. Oh, wow. Like, wow. You, you just look at all that and you go, okay. Norfolk State has the easy win again this year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Howard might be better, but no matter who Norfolk State loses, I think they're they're pretty solid. They're, they're going to do fine. They dominated the division. They're going to do it again. So mm-hmm. it's Norfolk State. That's the pick. Uh, what about the men's side? Because I know last year we saw Howard win the conference tournament. They got a 16 seed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's kind of a little bit more competition on the men's side between... Again, Howard, Norfolk State. Yeah. Um, who are you guys picking? Um, I think I'm going with um, Howard this year just because they're 11-3 and in their conference play, and they actually made the tournament, so they have that experience to play competitive teams. So I think it's Howard. Fair enough. Yeah, I was looking at Norfolk State again just because, I mean, the 18-11, that's a pretty good record. I believe they finished first in their conference. Yep. So it's just it's getting over the hump of the tournament is honestly yeah. – what a lot of these really good teams is what their problem is, is having to go back and play 
because uh, playing a team multiple times, it's it's hard to beat a team mm-hmm. three times, I will say. So if you're playing everyone in here twice and you have to go back and play people again, it, it's mm-hmm. hard to beat someone three times. So I think if they can kind of get over that, they're going to be successful. Yeah, and I, I see those two teams. I see them kind of battling it out. Um, there's one team that I really like as well, uh, and that's UMES, uh, University of Maryland Eastern Shore. And I don't know when the last time they made the tournament was, <laughs> but I was looking at their conference record. They were 9-5 and five conference record. Um, they were 14-13 and 13 overall, though. So mm-hmm. not a great mm-hmm. overall record, but I was looking at some of their schedule. A lot of those losses came early season when they played teams like Duke, Virginia, mm-hmm. Liberty, Temple. Yeah. And they took down Temple convincingly. Wow. Um, I'm looking at, you know, they played well against Duke and Virginia and Liberty, all tournament teams usually, mm-hmm. and Duke being the team it is. Like, mm-hmm. I look at UMES and I think they could kind of make their way to the top this year. Yeah. Um, they took mm-hmm. down Norfolk State once, or they lost, they took down Howard once, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost a close battle to Norfolk um, early on. And like, I think they have the willpower as a team to go and take it. Um, yeah, especially if they're playing those high-level teams because oh, yeah. you're, you're, you're only getting better mm-hmm. in smaller conferences by playing teams like Duke and Virginia. And so I think if they keep challenging themselves with those teams, that's yes. just going to make their play all the better. They're yeah, and they same. do. They have a very tough preseason schedule next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Which means they're probably going to have to, I mean, they are going to have to rely on their conference tournament, mm-hmm. but I think they can make it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, a good take. a very solid pick. All right. Uh, well, let's go on to the MAAC, the, uh, the Mid-American. No, the Metro Atlantic. Sorry. My bad, <laughs> y'all. Uh, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference. Um, on the women's side, we saw Iona take the bid last year at the 14 seed. Derek, I see you picked Iona again. What are, mm. you, what are you seeing in them? Um, I'm just seeing that their 18-2 record in conference play. I think that is very, very good. They've only lost twice in the conference. That's like the best record. So I think they should just be good next year with that conference play and being able to come back in there and play those same exact teams and see the same teams that they just know. So I think they're just, that's just the easy pick to have. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I I know I personally took a little bit of an outsider. Um, they were 10 and 10 in conference play, but I really like the look of Niagara because of their road record being nine mm-hmm. and seven. Yeah, um, that's a pretty to good To be able to play record. that well on the road, I think it's a lot easier to turn around some wins at home mm-hmm. than it is on the road and to only have seven losses on the road, um, especially playing some of the better teams out there. Yeah. You know, I think Niagara could have a fun season this year, um, mm-hmm. have a little bit of a comeback. Yeah. Completely. That's agree. pretty good. I took, uh, uh, I'm hopefully I pronounced this right, Quinnipiac. Yep. Oh, perfect. Mm, I think so. I hope so. Um, I, hope I was looking so. at kind of their record, and um, they're nine and four on the road, which is also a really good road record. Um, and they're twelve and three at home, solid. So I think um, twenty-one nine overall, good record. So I think they have a really good shot of making it this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, on the men's side, there is a. A little bit less <laughs> competition. I know Iona made the tournament last year, 13th seed under Rick Pitino. Mm. Uh, Rick Pitino moved on, but Iona is inheriting one of the best, one of the hottest coaches in college basketball right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tobin Anderson from Farley Dickinson. 
Um, Ooh. You know, the 16th seed that took down the one last year. Yes. Uh, Iona's hired their coach, and he's brought in some of their best players, as well as kept all of Rick Pitino's wow. best players. Nice. I think, That's good. I think Iona's going to take it again. Yeah. I mean, 100%. I think they were a good team last favorite. year. They're going to be a great team mm-hmm. this year. They're going to be exciting to watch in the tournament, for sure. 100%. That coaching with those talent and those players, you just got to choose them. Yeah. I I think we can all agree there. There's not <laughs> much conversation there, you know. I, I don't think the second-place team rider is going to really no. come up on them yeah. at any point, <laughs> no. you know. I think Iona is going to be talked about around the country, possibly even an AP pool team, mm-hmm. um, just because... It'd be nice to see them mix it up and get in there. They have the talent and they have the coaching now. And, like, I don't see any reason why they would lose a lot of games. So mm-hmm. Absolutely. They take down one or two top-level teams. They could make that. Um, let's move on to the SOCON. Mm-hmm. Um also known as the Southern Conference. So on the women's side last year, we saw Chattanooga make it as a 16 seed. Um, There was a lot of competition right at the top of the SOCON last year on the women's Mm -hmm. side, Mm -hmm. I was noticing. Derek, I see you picked Chattanooga. I personally chose Chattanooga just because of that tournament team. I mean, like, being able to make the tournament and, like, have that experience and get that experience on your belt is just going to take you into the next season with like swinging honestly and they had a 2013 overall record which is not bad that's really really close to the um teams you guys chose record as well so mm-hmm. i think they're gonna be able to come in there swinging with the tournament like talent and fighting they had under their belt and surprise a lot of you yeah that's fair yeah. i mean i know kylie and i picked the same team we both picked eastern tennessee state um yeah and i feel like for me they're you know their home record of eight and four, but their road record of nine and three, and their overall record twenty three and ten, kind of convinced me that they were a good enough team to take it again. Mm-hmm. Um, only having three losses on the road is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, so I think Eastern Tennessee State could have a fun year again. Um, yeah. What about mm-hmm. you, Kylie? No, I agree with I agree with you. Uh, twenty three and ten, really solid record. But I was also kind of looking more so at Wolford as well. More looking now at the moment. Um, they were nineteen and ten, have an eight and two home record, nine and seven road. It's pretty solid. The nine and seven on the road is what would scare me. Oh yeah, yeah. There. nine and seven great record. Uh, eight and two at home. I mean, I think ETSU is going to be really good. Um, and if they're like the, in my opinion, probably the more clear cut of who's going to take it. However, I wouldn't leave Wolford out of the equation for next year. That's mm-hmm. fair. Very fair. Um, on the men's side, uh, we we all have written Unanimous. down the same team, <laughs> and all of us, our reasoning is, and I quote, um, just the best team, pretty much, <laughs> in essence. Um, we're talking about Furman, who was yeah. a 13 seed. Yeah. They probably could have been a higher seed. Yeah. I think we 100%. all saw it coming. Uh, we've talked about it before. We all picked them in the tournament last year to take down Virginia, and they did easily. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just a great team. Um, I personally see no reason why they can't keep the momentum going. Yeah, yeah. they were twenty-five and eight record, but like all their losses were against good teams, mm-hmm. and they just dominated their conference. 100%. Yeah, and we love a we love a team going into the tournament and beating Virginia. So. Straight up, straight up, we love those underdogs. Yeah, take that momentum in the next season. And with just with Virginia, not as much of an underdog anymore. That is like, true. Yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Throwback to last week. <laughs> <laughs> true, but, true, true. 
you know, Furman, it's just they're just a good team. You can't mm-hmm. can't discount mm-hmm. anything no. they do. Yeah. They're just they're good. So not not much conversation <laughs> on that one for the SOCON. Nah. But let's move on to the Patriot. Um Patriot had two fifteen seeds this year. Um they were on the women's side, it was Holy Cross, who I don't believe won their regular season. I could be no, wrong. No, they didn't. I believe Boston won Boston regular won season. It. Yeah, yeah. Um, like one game. I picked Boston. I did too. Um, 24-9 record. They just, they, they're a good team, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't really watch the Patriot. They aren't streaming anywhere true, that I know true. of, you know? Yeah. It's the Patriot League. They're a tough one to watch. Mm-hmm. But from the stats I've seen, Boston seems to be a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Holy Cross just didn't convince me with their play in the tournament last okay. year. Yeah, I'm... I'm I'm on the same page as you, Colin. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, again, it's that tournament that always gets these good teams. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe they can learn from the mistakes they made last year and just, you know, use that to push them forward this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they lost 93-61 to Maryland. Oof. Yeah. So I know Maryland's good, but oof. Mm-hmm. Maryland's good, but are they that good, you know? True. Yeah. So I, I, they didn't convince me personally Interesting. in the tournament last year. But Derek's convinced. Derek's convinced. I think over you here. can learn from your lessons. That's how I think <laughs> about it. If like you go into Maryland and you lose that bad of a game, that is bad. But you can always watch the film, come back next year, and I think they're gonna surprise you. I don't know. Making the tournament means something to me. That's just yeah. Kind of how that's I'm super fair. It. That's that's definitely fair. Yeah. Um, on the men's side, we saw another 15 seed. Uh, it was Colgate. They were 25 and nine. We all wrote down Colgate. Um, <laughs> so we have. I'll let one of you guys talk about them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my main thing was that record. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 25 and 9. That's pretty solid. I don't see, again, anyone kind of coming in and being like, no. Like, I think, yeah. The, besides them, the next record is 17 and 13. Yeah. That's a huge gap. That's a huge gap. No one's going to, uh, Navy. Navy, yeah. No one's going to really bridge that. 13 and 2 at home, 11 and 4 on the road. I mean, you can't really dispute that whatsoever, nope. to be honest. You can't dispute 22 that. and 2 in quad four. Jeez. Wow. That's, that's just, impressive. That's a winning organization that's, right there. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't say anything about anyone else. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think we're all on the same page with them. Yep. <laughs> you know, the Patriot. Dominated by Colgate on the men's side every year mm-hmm. for the last few years at least, and I don't. There's no reason why that should change next year. No, no. Um, as far as the SWAC, the SWAC is our next. Love conference. that name. Um, we we all love the SWAC. <laughs> um, on the women's side, they had Southern as their um, as their team as a representative in the tournament mm-hmm. last year. They were 16 seed. Um, none of us picked Southern. No. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Southern. I personally feel like was kind of just got lucky in their conference tournament. To I agree. Tur- yes. To make the tournament. Uh, I feel like I I think we all picked the same people. Um, Jackson State was just a dominant team all throughout 100%. the season last year. They had <clears throat> a rough conference tournament. And what can you do? Mm-hmm. It happens. But, like, I think they're a really good team. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. They just got to, again, lock down postseason. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at that conference record. I think it just speaks for itself. Yeah, like, yeah the 17 and one conference record is really tough for a team like Jackson State. Who, I mean, if you go 17 and one, then you lose in your conference mm-hmm. tournament. That's, that's tough. Just, yeah, that's, that's tough. That's, that's a bad look a little bit, but you know, yeah. hopefully they bounce back from it. Mm-hmm. 
it's bad luck. It's an off day, you know, and it, it's mm-hmm. an off day that happened on the wrong day, but <laughs> yeah, what can Real. you do? Yeah. Uh, on the men's side, we also saw another team who really we didn't think would make the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas Southern was a 16 seed. They were they are tied for the worst record to ever make the NCAA tournament. That's so crazy. That crazy <laughs> to think about. Little little mild statistic there for you. Uh, mm-hmm. They actually won their their first four game, I believe, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Um, they played first four. Let me double check that. Yeah. So while Kyle is um, checking on that, no, they're they overall- lost to oh, they FDU. Lost? Sorry, mm. they lost to mm. FDU no. in the first four game, who ended up beating Purdue. I mean, their so, record was. 13 and 17. Yeah. So that's a, that's a low record to be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, Derek, you picked him again, though. And I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not making fun of you, but I am curious I'm where you're going you. with this. Okay, okay. <laughs> I chose him really just because, I mean, there's no way you can make a tournament like that and like get that experience and not come back into the next year and not play better. That's just my thought process. That's like, really fair, They're yeah. going to have a better record. I guarantee it. They may not, they're going to compete. They may not compete and have the best record like 22 and 9, but I think they're definitely going to be able to compete and have a way better record. And I think they're going to shock some people. There's no way you can get that experience and like play those different teams and get that like experience and not be able to play better. So they're going to have a better record. Mark my words. And they did lose to FDU, who ended up beating Purdue. Like Mm -hmm. they lost to a good team nonetheless. It wasn't, you know, Mm -hmm. it's not like they lost to Southeast Missouri State. I'm hold you to that though that they're gonna do better. I'm gonna hold you to it. Just one we'll, more. We'll win. check back in on them. One we'll more win. Okay. In. Okay. Well, I have Grambling this year because I think they probably should have went to the tournament <laughs> last year. Um, 22 and nine, best record conference. Nine mm. and six on the road. Nine and one at home. Just goodness, what happened? Um. So hopefully, Texas Southern happened. I guess so. <laughs> hopefully they take it as a learning experience because nobody likes to lose, especially when they're set out to win. And yeah. it's hard. It's devastating. So hopefully they learn from that devastation mm-hmm. and, you know, come in with a chip on their shoulder and they're ready to, you know, play hard and yeah. not take a game for granted. Because I think that's mm-hmm. what a lot of teams do. Yeah. And Grambling was the two seed in their conference tournament. Um, they lost to Texas Southern in the final. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to pick Alcorn State. <laughs> Um, who was the one seed in the conference tournament and lost mm-hmm. to Texas Southern in their first game. Yikes. Yikes. Um, <laughs> one seed Texas upset Southern. by the eight seed tux- Texas Southern. Um, I remember seeing that and just being like, oh, well, that sucks. I guess Grambling's going to the tournament. Um, not they thinking didn't. anything of it because <laughs> Texas nope. Southern was the lowest seed in their conference tournament. Um, that didn't happen. T- Texas Southern kept winning um, and pu- pulled out four wins in the conference tournament. <laughs> So that's crazy to me. Um, but I think Elkhorn's just a better team. They were the best conference record last year. Um, they have something approved next year. They're, I can't see a reason why they wouldn't be angry over the Texas Southern loss. Um, and I think they just have something crazy to prove they're going to they're gonna do it next year. 18 and 14 sure. record. <laughs> Derek doesn't believe. You have to believe the Texas hype. No cap. I'm going to leave it at that. I mean, at that point, hold on. I'm going to pick Florida A&M, 5-22. Please don't bust a hole in my logic. (laughs) They've got this. One more win. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) A little bit bit of drama there. Drama is crazy. (laughs) Derek, we will hold you to that Texas Southern. Um, 
we're gonna we're gonna track all these teams throughout the season and shamelessly you know, hold you to it. I just hope just, I don't get roasted in like next you know. month. <laughs> you will. Oh, I'm. Great. I'm. You know. I give it three games. Yeah, oh, wow, that's three games for Texas Southern. Um, they're gonna have a two and one record, maybe one and two. Yep. So uh, um, if you if y'all hear that record. out there, shout out. Prove us wrong. Prove us wrong. Prove yeah. us wrong. We, we're rooting for you. Prove us but wrong. But Derek's rooting for Prove you harder me than right. the rest exactly. of us. <laughs> Prove me right. That's all I got to say. Uh, let's jump into the last conference we're going to talk about. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. The final Woo. of our 32 conferences, possibly the most exciting conference in college basketball next year. This is a Big 12. Uh, we're adding BYU, Cincy, Houston, and UCF to the, to the slate of conference teams this year. Uh, we've already seen a, a lot of stuff go down in football this year between those four. Um, Woo, on basketball side, <laughs> we are about to see some crazy stuff, men's and women's. Mm-hmm. On the women's side, last year, we had Texas make the tournament as a four seed, Oklahoma as a five, Iowa State as a five, Baylor as a seven, Oklahoma mm-hmm. State as an eight, and West Virginia as a ten. Who's everyone looking at this year? Because those teams were all back and forth just beating on each other last year. Mm-hmm. That's what a good conference does. Exactly. Um, I'm rocking with Texas, though. They are just consistently good. You can't take anything away from them. They're consistently good, and I'm just really excited to see what they can do. They're, they're always a fun team to watch, mm-hmm. and that's like, you know, that draws a lot of people in. I mean, 26-10, and 10, best in conference, really good record. Mm-hmm. So 7-4 on the road, solid. So I'm excited to see what they do this year. I'm going to take Baylor myself. Baylor's um, a good pick, too. Good they were 20-13. and 13. They were a solid team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a rough start to the season, but by the end of the mm-hmm. season, they were beating a lot of ranked teams yeah. repeatedly. Mm-hmm. And so I think they'll carry that momentum forward. Um, they yeah. had you know seven seed in the tournament because of that. I think they can mm-hmm. really carry that momentum forward and make possibly even a Big 12 championship. That's who I'm rooting for. Yeah. Uh, I'm rooting for Oklahoma this year. I mean, they're hey. tied with. <laughs> I mean, they're tied with big, t- the Texas's Big Twelve record, and they only lost two home games, and they had that tournament experience. I don't know. I'm just, I'm rocking with Oklahoma for that reason. You guys had solid picks, but Oklahoma's just the. Yeah. I'm rooting for them. I mean, the Big Twelve. It, it's just there's so many good teams. It's, it, it's, it's so anyone's so hard game to choose. Yeah. Every game. Any year, it could be any variation of it's teams. It's gonna be so competitive this mm-hmm. year. I love it. It'd be that. so fun to watch. Yeah, the one other team I really want to watch for is BYU. I think mm-hmm. they could make a sneak. Yeah, BYU is pretty good. Absolutely. Um, because they've been good in the past. They have a phenomenal women's program mm-hmm. and a lot of history there. Mm-hmm. And you know they're joining the Big Twelve, which is a great basketball conference. conference. Yeah, but. They're also BYU. You know, they can they yeah. can compete at the top mm-hmm. level yep. compared to Cincy, Houston, UCF. Yeah. I don't really see competing at the top level in women's basketball specifically. No, yeah. yeah. Which um, is fair. Maybe give them some fair. time. In mm-hmm. men's basketball, <gasps> we have two one seeds in this conference from last year's tournament. We have Houston, who just joined, wow. and we have Kansas, the one seed. <laughs> um we also have Texas at a two seed, Baylor at a three, Kansas State at a three, TCU at a six, Iowa State at a six, West Virginia at a nine. Look at that talent. I mean, that's <laughs> so exciting. a stacked field. Mm-hmm. I I don't even know who to pick. Like, Honestly. I went yeah. back and forth. I thought maybe Houston, because Houston's just that good. But then again, Houston kind of had a cupcake schedule last year. I think mm-hmm. they yeah. could really, you know, struggle this year. I agree. A little bit of growing I pains, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I picked West Virginia, who was the nine seed. That's that's a good um, pick, honestly. Solid. I watched them all last year. 
You know, they had some coaching troubles partway through the season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're still going through that a little bit, but that's pretty much over now. Um, As far as the recruits went, they had a good recruiting class. I Mm -hmm. think, I mean, they just competed all season, Mm -hmm. and they went one and one with a lot of those ranked teams. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could turn that a lot of those into two and ones, and I think they could, or two and O's, and make the tournament. I mean... They consistently do make the tournament, but I think higher yeah. seeded probably. Yeah. They I think, could definitely do. I, that's my creep pick to that for the top Big 12 six, top five next range. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think they're a team that really could beat on some other teams mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I had to choose Kansas State though. Yeah, I mean, they had just such a good <laughs> run. They beat MSU sadly, tears falling on my face. But <laughs> yeah, yep. oh, please don't. I don't hate. I hate breaking that up. But <laughs> I mean, they had a twenty-six and nine record. That kind of speaks for themselves. They have a. They did lose two of their players that kind of got them there last year and mm-hmm. got them to that position. But there's no way you're gonna do that good in the tournament and not have a good recruiting class. So I think they're gonna just yep. bring in good recruits and again, do. and they do. So yeah, and they have a good coach i mean mm-hmm. he's a good coach they had they have some talent coming back i believe from last year as well mm-hmm. um not the talent they lost but still yeah. some good guys yeah mm-hmm. the two guys they lost is why i didn't pick them um, yeah but that I doesn't mean they're that. not going to be good i mean they're they're going to mm-hmm. be a good team i can't mm-hmm. dispute that <laughs> yeah yep. go kansas state okay guys here's oh, mine no. and i am so oh. excited so shocker shocker i'm picking kansas now my thing about kansas is not they're experience heavy still like they might have lost some good guys last year however they still have a lot of experience on their team Mm -hmm. but now they also have picked up a good mobile big i know Mm. that big 10 hunter dickinson but i can't dispute his talent ever he is a solid player he's mobile you know he is just a great player to watch and i think that he's going to add to their post game they he's, typically have yeah, he's yeah. one of the best bigs in the game absolutely, absolutely. and they typically kansas typically has pretty good guards they're typically guard heavy mm-hmm. with talent adding dimension to their team they're going to be so good it's going to change and the way they play for sure absolutely and this year besides msu they're my favorite to win it all besides msu i can't go against them ever <laughs> however um also, got to throw in Iowa State for consideration as well. I mean, they had a That's really fair. great yep. start to last se- to last year. They were one of the only undefeated teams left. Unfortunately, that was before Big Tw- before the Big Twelve play. <laughs> um, but I, they had a rough end of the season. However, if they just keep the momentum that they had, if they keep that great start going, they're going to be tough. They're going to be fun to watch and be good. Mm-hmm. I think Houston was the weakest one seed last year. I don't think they're going to do anything. Really, they might make the tournament, but they're going to be lower. I think they're still going to be on the lower end of the yeah. Big 12. I yeah. mean, and then with BYU, Cincinnati, UCF, I don't see any of those teams kind of crack in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Not in this conference and not yet. Interesting. Give them some time, maybe. Not right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get the not yet for I sure. I get the not mm-hmm. yet for like, sure. They'll, they need a little bit of time to adjust to recruiting in the Big 12 and all that. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, um, the, the two teams in the tournament – well, three really that we kind of skipped out on. Um, three Texas teams <laughs> that we just like didn't we mention. Don't like Texas, we here. both we all talked about Houston a little bit. We didn't talk about Texas. We didn't talk about Baylor, and we didn't talk about TCU. And I mean, they all made the tournament as high seeds last yeah. year. Yeah, So I I want to know you guys' opinions because mm-hmm. I know personally I don't think they're going to be bad. I just no, they're going to be bad. 
don't bad. think they'll have as many big wins against some of these other teams. No, Texas is always solid, though. Mm-hmm. But I thought last year, even though they were a two seed, I feel like it was one of their like more down years as a mm-hmm. Texas team. Mm-hmm. So if they can bounce back from that, they're going to be good. I mean, Texas, again, is mm-hmm. consistently good. Baylor has been consistently good for the past like five years. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm not seeing them getting that talent that they had yeah. their championship year. Yep. That's fair. And they That's had a fair. really down year after their championship year. They did. And they're still kind of rebuilding from that. Mm-hmm. So TCU was one I didn't expect, to be honest, to be good last year. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope they blow me away again, to be honest, but I just don't really know how they're going to do. Yeah, there's the real question. Like, will TCU keep building and keep yeah. growing? Or mm-hmm. was that just kind of an, a, fluke a year. peak year, you know? Yep. And they're just going to go back down to normal level. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Hopefully not. You know? we like to see spice in the... Um, that is true. <laughs> but hopefully not. They don't do that. If you want spicy, the Big 12 is plenty spicy. <laughs> you know, they, Straight up. They, they've got a little bit of everything there. Mm-hmm. And that's... Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch. Yes. Uh, well, that concludes all of our conferences. But we all know what's starting this week. Particularly <laughs> on Sunday, we get one of the first games of the season i am so excited <laughs> so excited we're back i'm so um, happy i believe this game is televised it's gonna be big 10 network um this is the crossover at kinnick on the women's side mm-hmm. iowa the number two overall from last year versus mm-hmm. depaul who's a phenomenal team every year from the big east yeah mm-hmm. i mean they're playing at kinnick in the football stadium wow it's, it's just gonna be, gonna so be awesome. kind of game. a game we get to watch. see caitlin clark come out and see what she's doing this year with the mm-hmm. rest of her team. Mm-hmm. One of the best preview games this we'll see so this much year. Fun. I'm having withdrawals from watch, not watching her play. I'm she is so fun so to watch. She's so fun to play. Watch so fun to watch. I can't just. So the withdrawals are there. I'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. lie. That's this Sunday, um, October 15. Who are you guys picking to win that? Iowa. Iowa actually, for sure. actually, hold on. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know because we'll see who she has surrounding her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because she is good. I can never yep. speak that she is one of the best women's basketball players we've seen in a long time. But she can't, she's, can't be, a can't be the whole yep. team. Because teams are going to pick up on that. And there's going to mm-hmm. be double team, triple team. And then it's once you get three people on you, it's really hard to do anything. 100%. So hopefully they picked up some recruits who can help her out. That's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking. And DePaul is a kind of scary yeah, mm-hmm. scary opponent there. They're, they're yeah. a dark horse. You know, so. they're, they're not the best in the Big East. But... You know, they're a, they're a team that could mm-hmm. potentially take down Iowa or at least put up a good fight. This is going to mm-hmm. be a competitive game for sure. It's going to be a fun game to watch. Um, the other game that's happening from last year's AP Top 25 in this preseason uh, is Utah, who is the eight seed. They're taking on Colorado State um, at home. I don't see a reason why Utah's women's team wouldn't win that. Like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Personally, at that's my well. pick. They're going to be fun to watch, though, because Utah really didn't, show a lot last year Mm -hmm. you know they they made the tournament as a higher seed or as a two seed i believe right Mm -hmm. i think they were a two seed yeah 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 you know but they didn't make the final four i think they're a team that could potentially you know either have a really good season this year or a really down season this year Mm -hmm. and i don't think there's an in-between i don't think they're staying where they are i agree with you with that Mm -hmm. yeah it's either gonna be really good or really rough yeah and there's a lot of really good women's teams this year i'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie about it so i wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they do rise up and take that though but yeah hopefully they just rise 
Yeah, so this preview of Utah will be a fun one to watch too, mm-hmm. um, especially considering their last year in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Like that. <laughs> wah, wah. Wah, wah. But you got to remember the Pac-12 is easily the best women's basketball conference. So we do have to... I, you have a different opinion there? I've I've always had a different Spill opinion it. there. Um, I don't know. I'm I just love the Big Ten guys. So you know I do. That's fair. That's yeah. what and I think too. Their their women's, uh, their women's side is just so good. Almost every single team is competitive every single year, That's and they fair. typically get That's fair. six, seven teams. Even in the women's side, they get mm-hmm. quite a few. Yep. So yeah, I'm gonna a, disagree with you it's on an that. Easy one. pick to go Big Ten. Yep. Right? In it's any in any sport, almost it's it's yep. always Big Ten. That's you know I get that I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, Utah's in a good conference. They're playing Colorado <laughs> Yeah, no, the Pac-12 State. is oh, good. Oh, the Pac-12 great. So that should be a good game. And then on the men's side, we see one game from last year's AP Top 25. Um, it's actually an away game for the Top 25 team. We're watching mm-hmm. St. Mary's Woo. travel out wow. to Hawaii to take them <gasps> on. Hawaii. Um, great matchup. I think that's going to be a phenomenal matchup. Mm-hmm. You know, you the too? Rainbow Warriors are great. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. St. Mary's took down Gonzaga a few times last year. Like, it's just going to be a great West Coast matchup. Mm-hmm. I really hope it's not at 2 a.m. I haven't looked at the game time yet. Oh, I really oh, hope it's not at 2 a.m. <laughs> Being in Hawaii and two West Coast teams, it scares me. It's going to be at like 2 a.m. And I I'm bet. just going to have to watch the pre or watch the highlights later. Yeah. But yeah. we'll see. You know, mm-hmm. and if Hawaii takes them on and wins, that's just a that's, fantastic that's way to awesome. start it. And know? then we know who's probably going to win their conference again this year. And <laughs> <laughs> so, we know who it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a lot of previews coming up. Uh, we'll talk about those next week. We'll talk about some of the other preseason stuff next week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still kind of deciding on what to do next week because yeah. we don't have a whole lot of games coming up mm-hmm. until the week after that when the season actually starts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we might play some games. I might try to bring in a guest. We'll see. Ooh. You know, a guest would be so a fun. Guest would be fun. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna talk and figure all that out after <laughs> full court press. Um, <laughs> so transition. Full court press. Right now, let's do it. Kylie, you want to start out? Absolutely, because my idea is just the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. I think that basketball, big basketball teams, big programs, you know, you've got basketball season is a very serious time for a lot of people. However, I think they should do a Halloween game and it doesn't have to be on Halloween. It can be around Halloween <laughs> where they all play in costumes. Now, who wouldn't want to see your favorite college basketball player just playing so great? wearing just like the funniest costume like i would love to see somebody just balling up in like a baby costume (laughs) or like (laughs) or like just shooting from deep in a batman costume like you can't tell me that's not going to be like the most electric thing ever getting the fans engaged and Mm -hmm. honestly the way i look at it too is something like that gets children engaged and i love i basketball is one of those sports where I wasn't really introduced it to it big until I was hitting middle school mm-hmm. because like at least in my area it wasn't super big. Maybe now it's getting a bit better, but I think introducing kids what having them watch grown adults play in costume, mm-hmm. who wouldn't? Like as a kid I'd be like I want to do that. That'd be so much fun. And it's just like a fun gag like the coaches dress up, mm-hmm. like I mean, it's just a fun time for I think everyone involved. And it doesn't have to be super serious. Like it could be 
even just a scrimmage between like split your roster in two and scrimmage in costumes <laughs> like that is so much fun and i think that would just get really like everybody into the season because yeah. it really picks up starting november december time mm. and that's when a lot of us have finals and we get sad yeah. but <laughs> a halloween game would make me feel a lot better True. if everyone was playing in costume <laughs> my my one question here is would the two teams have to like coordinate colors with a costume or coordinate like theme costume theme it'd be a theme, theme. like yeah. could we do superheroes versus babies yes. or something oh my that gosh you've got cool. you've got the power rangers versus like the backstreet boys or something <laughs> like just something so fun like that i think it would just be such a great time um msu get on it yeah, straight <laughs> up come on yeah we'll we'll suggest it to izzo we'll get a yeah, yeah. see if Gotta we can get in contact dial, with yeah. them yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> send him a text real quick <laughs> all right uh, Derek, do you want to go or should I? Uh, I can go if you want. Go me for to. it. Yours is okay. like more angry, so I think Derek should go. <laughs> I feel like he's gonna rant after this, so just you know, be ready for that. But <laughs> um, this Friday on the beautiful horizons of East Lansing, yes, um, we have the Michigan State Madness, which is kind of an in-depth review of the basketball teams, women's and men's. So I was just thinking that more teams and more college teams as well should do that, just to like show. The new people on their teams, the new players on their teams, and in Michigan State's case, the new women's basketball coach is going to be there. Yes. Yep. And Tom Izzo is going to like introduce her and kind of talk to, talk about her, and she's going to speak as well. So that's going to be just a fantastic way just to bring the hype to the women's and men's basketball teams this year. So I'm really excited to see how that's going to go, and definitely a bunch of other teams should pick up on that and start doing that. Because if you have new players, new talent, they should be able to get introduced into the fans as well, just see who they are talk about themselves for a little bit and just see who they are and see who we're going to be rooting for going into the year. So that's kind of what I think. Yeah, and what's super fun about it is it's free and it's open to the public. Mm-hmm. So you've got Definitely. people coming all over the East Lansing area, Lansing area, and I don't know, maybe there's some people coming from further away to mm-hmm. watch. I came as a kid from Grand Rapids, you know, yeah. a little bit over uh, an hour. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just always yeah, fun. a great Absolutely. time for everyone. Yeah, uh, my one comment on that is that you said this coming Friday. It'll be last night. It's Friday yeah. the 13th, yeah. which I'm hoping it's super so, haunted and spooky themed then. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, okay, Colin. <laughs> yep, let's hear that. You guys are ready for this. Uh-oh. You heard about it. Um, it's a hot take. So I have a little bit of a hot take here. I believe smaller conferences in college basketball deserve more media attention. Mm-hmm. Um, Fair. Especially those conferences that regularly see upsets in the tournament. I mean, those conferences are just clearly good conferences can we get some can we get some TV attention here? Can we get like at least the best teams covered, you know, one or two games a week from each conference, you know, even though they're smaller teams, they don't have as big of a fan base. We get to see those teams at least a little mm-hmm. bit. And they don't have to be primetime, you know. <laughs> no one's <laughs> no one's looking for primetime, but yeah. like to see especially when they started covering uh West Coast Conference last year a little bit more with mm-hmm. Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Yeah. Like yep. they started covering that and I saw those games on TV and they were fun exciting games whereas yes. they didn't used to cover those as much. Mm-hmm. So I think some of those smaller conferences deserve more media attention. Um I don't think they get enough. No, mm-hmm. I agree. I'd rather watch good smaller conference teams play than like barn burner, bottom of the conference, always yeah. televised, mm-hmm. which I mean, I love watching, you know, Big Ten, Pac-12. I love mm-hmm. watching that. However, I don't necessarily want to always watch their two worst teams play yes. over two really good teams from small conferences. Or mm-hmm. even a dominant team playing a bad team. Yeah, even yeah. that, like, that's not Like, really do I really want to see Kansas play UCF? 
Right. No. Yeah. No. Do I want to see like Purdue or MSU play Minnesota? Like, Not no. really. It's going to be a, just a slaughterhouse. I don't know. It's just I want to see better talent in other places and they should be able mm-hmm. to televise that. Yeah. I completely agree. That's not even a hot take. I feel like that's just That's true. just a take. That's just true. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So that's our show for tonight. Um, next week we get talking about the actual season. I'm Yay! so excited. I'm I know so you excited. guys are excited. Um, yeah. We have to figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> um, we'll get there. Don't worry. This It'll is happen. our It'll first happen. season. Um, but yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Check Net on Impact 89 FM. Uh, let us know what you think by connecting with the station, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at WDBM and at Impact 89 FM. Um, and then, yeah, we are getting right into the season. Super excited. And the season's madness is only just beginning. We can't wait to talk about it more next week on Check the Net. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>